The Lord be with you. A reading from the Holy Gospel according to Mark. After John had been arrested, Jesus came to Galilee proclaiming the gospel of God. This is the time of fulfillment. The kingdom of God is at hand. Repent and believe in the gospel. As he passed by the Sea of Galilee, he saw Simon and his brother Andrew casting their nets into the sea. They were fishermen. Jesus said to them, Come after me, and I will make you fishers of men. They abandoned their nets and followed him. He walked along a little farther and saw James, the son of Zebedee, and his brother John. They too were in a boat mending their nets. Then he called them. So they left their father Zebedee in the boat, along with the hired men, and followed him. The Gospel of the Lord. Praise Praise to you, Lord Jesus Christ. Brothers and sisters, today as we are now in the third week in Ordinary Time, third week of the beginning of the liturgical year, we have an opportunity to reflect on the beginning of the gospel as proclaimed by Mark. And Mark's gospel is oftentimes my favorite gospel to give as counsel for people. And sometimes when, when people are looking to grow in their spiritual life or they come and make it a direction or a spiritual direction appointment, I asked them, when was the last time that you read one of the Gospels from beginning to end? And, uh, and sometimes people have done that recently, and, and sometimes they say, well, I think we did that in ninth grade religion class. And sometimes they say, well, I've never really done that. And, and so starting with Mark's Gospel is really pretty easy because it's the shortest And it really tells this story of how our Lord enters into the world in order to call people to conversion. And how our salvation is accomplished in our Lord's passion, death, and resurrection. But the point is to, to enter into it in order to experience who Jesus is. Right? In order to experience who Jesus is. And it's very often that we read books about Jesus or we read books about the life of a saint, and and that's good. But when we read a book about a life of a saint, what we really get out of that is, like, this is this other person's experience of our Lord. And that can help to feed our own experience, but but when we meditate on the words of Scripture, it, it puts us in direct contact with him and gives us an opportunity to experience him firsthand. And here our Lord goes about, right after John is arrested, he goes about proclaiming the gospel. And the gospel that he proclaims is very simple. This is the time of fulfillment. The kingdom of God is at hand. Repent. 
and believe in the gospel. And he calls us to repentance. And repentance is is an experience of, of realizing that I'm a sinner and that our Lord has entered into my life in order to change it. And, and as our Lord enters into my life and I'm confronted with what's good, it can shine a light on where I've been missing that. And hopefully what we experience is that as our Lord enters into our life and we come to know Jesus in a really deep and personal way, he's much better than whatever it is that we've been attached to, whether that's personal sin or it's the world or our work. That our Lord is better than all of that. And whenever we find ourselves struggling It's just a signal that uh, I haven't quite understood or I haven't quite accepted the fact that Jesus is better than this. I haven't accepted the fact that Jesus is better than this. You know, and I know in a very simple way in my own life, if I I'm in the rectory and I go into our chapel in the rectory and I experience a lot of consolation there. That's a lot better than like, going to my room to watch Netflix. It's just a lot better than that. And as he enters into Peter and Andrew's life in, in Mark's gospel, we, we hear this narrative that he just sort of like walks up to them and says, come after me and I'll make you fishers of men. And immediately they go and follow him. And it can make us think that it's, it's really easy. Last week, we reflected on Andrew and, and how that worked with him. And maybe one of the better meditations that I've seen on this dynamic is in the TV show, The Chosen, which can be found on VidAngel, or if you have an iPhone, there's an app called The Chosen app, and you can watch it there. It's probably the best produced thing that I've ever seen on the life of our Lord. And it really focuses on the disciples and their life. And, and there's this, maybe four episodes in, there's this scene where our Lord goes to call Peter. And he goes and he's teaching on the shore and then he goes and gets in Peter's boat. And Peter's kind of frustrated because he didn't catch any fish the night before. And, and he just kind of like puts up with Jesus being there. And then as our Lord is preaching, Peter's heart starts to change. And then he looks at Peter and he says, follow me. And Peter answers, Lord, get away from me. I'm a sinful man. Because as he's confronted with the goodness of our Lord, it shines a light on his own sinfulness. And then our Lord says again, come after me and I'll make you a fisher of men. I want you anyways. I know your sinfulness and I want you anyways. I know your sinfulness and I love you anyways. I know where you've chased after excitement, where you've chased after personal sin, where you've been competitive with others, where you've been disobedient in your heart, but, but I'm calling you anyways. And that repentance leads to conversion. 
And when he describes it later, what he says is, there was something in the way he looked at me. Because of the way he looked at me, I can't help but to follow him. And that's an experience that we all need to enter into more deeply. And and when life is difficult, and we can all say life is difficult, it's easy for our heart to go to other places. Resentment can be built up in our heart, or unforgiveness can be built up in our heart. Or a kind of disobedient, independent spirit can be built up in our heart. Any time that we, we have that disturbance in our heart, any time that we're seeking to escape from our life, any time that we have an attachment to a certain sin, it's a signal that there's something that needs conversion and there's some place that needs repentance. That that's the very place that we need to encounter the relentless love of our Lord. And as we encounter that, it brings about transformation. And so as we're preparing to begin the season of Lent in a few short weeks, Lent is always a time when we focus on that repentance. But in this time in the history of the church and the history of our diocese, our parish, our life, we're all being called to an extended kind of Lent, an extended kind of call to repentance and to enter into that actively. And when we hear in the liturgy, we always begin with confessing our sin and we acknowledge the fact that we've been sinners. We also ask everyone to pray for us because we're a sinner. I ask the Blessed Virgin Mary, Mother of God, all the saints, and you, my brothers and sisters, to pray for me to the Lord our God. And as we encounter the love of God, we respond by saying glory to God in the highest. And that's the dynamic that we begin every Mass with to prepare our hearts to encounter the face of our Lord. To experience the fact that there's something about the way that he looks at me. And in my own life, I've experienced that in a really profound way. There were, there were periods of my life, especially when I was studying in Rome, that, that I just felt spiritually stuck and, and very distant from our Lord. And, and I wasn't really sure what direction my life was going. And all I knew was that our Lord was doing something in my heart, and I just had to wait. And right before I came home from Rome, he entered into my life in an extremely profound way. And then again, in these last years, there's been like a disturbance in my heart. And, it, and a lot of it had to do with the hierarchy of the church. But our Lord was constantly like pointing out to me like there's some part of my heart that I haven't surrendered to him and 
and waiting in that tension and, and believing that he wanted to save me, believing that he wanted to change everything. He did. And in handing over that part of, of my heart that was being selfish, that was being self-righteous, that was being obstinate, he filled me with your great joy. And I find myself at a greater peace than I've been in a very long time. What happens in the gospel happens in our own lives. And he wants it to happen for you. And so I just invite you, dear brothers and sisters, to to just reflect on, like, where are those places in your own heart that, that our Lord wants to work on? Where are those signals that there's something else that needs to be transformed? And just ask our Lord to meet you there, even as you come up to receive our Lord in communion, to ask him to meet you there and to experience the way that he looks at you and to have that repentance that leads to conversion. Because if there's anything that's revealed by the news, by the world, when I check my social media feed, it's that the world needs conversion and it needs converted people. We live in a dark world that needs lights. And the light is Jesus Christ. And as we are transformed by him, we become that light for others. We become that light that shines in, uh, within our marriage. We become that light that shines within our family, within our parish, our community. We become the light that shines in the world. And so let us pray that, that we don't waste any of the time that we have now. That we recognize the urgency to respond to our Lord's call. And that we also become images of that light, grace, peace, love, mercy. In a world that's in such need. of our Lord Jesus Christ.